Hi, this is Connor Brantley, host of Hello, the Future is Calling, and this is Our Future is Missing, Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for Philip Pinnock, African-American and is now 22 years old. He went missing from the Dallas-Fort Worth area on August 17, 2005 at 5 o'clock. Philip is 5'6", 130 pounds, brown eyes, and brown hair. He may still be in the Dallas area. Philip has a pierced ear and a gap between his top front teeth. If you know of Philip's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-5678. To see a picture of Philip, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids? Real Talk Radio. Welcome to Alive and Green with your host, Mario Jr. Want to help save the planet and have fun while you do? Eco Mario will give you the green scoop and maybe even tell a joke or two. Now, here's your host, Mario Jr. Thank you guys so much. Welcome to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green Show on Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And our topic today is Mr. Anthony Sinelli replenishing the earth one day at a time. If you have concerns about a healthy environment, guys, get out your paper and pencils because this episode, we will take you up close and personal in solving environmental problems. Today, I'm interviewing the one and only Mr. Anthony Sinelli, a professional geologist right here in our own backyard, guys. So help, so please help uh, me welcome him to the show, and how are you doing today, Mr. Uh, Sinelli? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, this has been a, a great show, and um, I think we're going to have fun. <laughs> okay, I think so, too. <laughs> um, please introduce yourself. Um, to our listeners and uh, tell us a little about yourself. Are you married? Do you have children? And how do you get uh, started with your career? Well, um, I'm a professional geologist in Florida. And in Florida, geologists are licensed. So I have a license that says that I can go out and practice geology. Geology is the study of the earth. And what I do regarding the environment is a lot of environmental assessments. If someone has a spill or a leak or if they want to buy a piece of property and they want to know if there's any problems with it, environmentally speaking, then uh, they hire a company like the one that I work for, and they'll send the geologist out to go in and check things out or help with the problem. And uh, pretty much that's what I do. And uh, I am married, and I live here in Palm Coast, and okay. I have two sons, Anthony Jr. and Mac, okay, and they're waving at me. They're in the studio here with us. <laughs> and I think they'd like to say hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Okay. Hey, guys. So, um, well, where did you go to school at? Old Kings. Old Kings. Do you like it there? Yeah. That's cool. Do you like your dad working at this awesome job? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, you know I love to have fun, so in each broadcast I'll give you a joke of the day. And I'll give you a great green tip, guys, So um, to help you on your green journey. So here's the riddle to the joke, and you know I'll have the uh, answer at the end of the show. All right, here it is, guys. The joke of the day is, I am lighter than a feather, yet no man can hold me for very long. What am I? Lighter than a feather, but no man can hold you very long. The gas? That's close. That's a good one. That's close. So what, so what kind of gas is that? Uh, it could be helium, hydrogen, methane. Th those three are lighter than air. Okay. okay. Am I close? Yes, you're close. You're in that ballpark pretty much. Okay. Matt, do you have any guesses? On what? I am lighter than a feather, yet no man can hold me for very long. No. <laughs> no, no guess? Okay, AJ? Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Okay, that's close. That's close. Okay, well, we'll give you 
um, what, two more tries, and at the end of the show, I'll give you the answer, and I hope you guys like it. All right, so in the first beginning, what is a professional environmental geologist? What is that, basically? Um, the and the uh, practice of geology, like I said, is regulated in, in Florida and most states, because I know that this goes out all over the world. Uh, so most states license their geologists like engineers are licensed because you don't want someone that doesn't know what they're doing to go out and work in the environment and make some big decisions and right. unless they, they've proven that, that they have uh, the education and the experience. And uh, in Florida, you have to pass a, uh, board, a board exam which um, some other professions where you have to pass a board exam, of course, doctors, lawyers, engineers uh, come to mind. Um, so, you know, you don't, want, you don't want to turn anyone loose that doesn't know what they're doing. Okay. And I hear that they have some um, funny names that they call you guys at the project, uh, the professional geologists. And uh, can you give me those uh, cool names, Mac and AJ? Rock Licker. A rock licker? What? So they have to lick the rocks over there? If you lick the rocks, you might be able to see the fossils that are on the rocks better. Oh, okay. And there's another one, um, AJ? Mud loggers. <laughs> Mud loggers, that's a funny one. I mean, I, I probably would have never guessed that that's what they call you guys out there at the professional geologist. And what is a mud logger? It's somebody that um, writes down what they see in the mud. Okay. <laughs> Mom is having such a fun time over here. She is um, loving the kids and everything. She's uh, helping them out. So, so, how, so how are you doing, Mom? Oh, wow. Mario Jr., I am doing wonderful. And it's so great to see our young environmentalists here um, enjoying the show and helping out. And I just want to thank you guys for, for helping us out today for saving the environment. Thank you, Mac, and thank you, AJ. You're welcome. Awesome. <laughs> and thank you, Mr. Anthony Sinelli. You are great for just coming in, helping out Eco Jr. Learn more. We're learning today. Yeah. Awesome. It's great to be here. Thank you. It's, it's very fun to have you guys here for our guests. Yes. And Mr. Snelly, in 15 years, do you think going green will still be prevalent? I think it'll be prevalent because going green is also uh, going to save you money. Because if you use less energy, you have to spend less. Yeah. It might cost you a little bit more up front. And, um, you know, but people ultimately like to save money and it makes good business sense. And it's good for the environment. People like clean water and clean air, and they don't want to see trash around. So um, <laughs> it pays to recycle, not only that, but uh, a lot of companies now are, are uh, going and getting green certified because they're, they find that their customers like it. And it's actually like almost like an advertising thing to, uh, to, to be green. So you guys are saying that it's, it's more, you know, um, easier to be green. And before you hold that thought, you're listening to the Voice of America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And our topic today is Mr. Anthony Sinelli replenishing the earth one day at a time, guys. Awesome. And in our uh, last six minutes of the show, we were saying how being green is easier. That's and, right. And uh, less, um, more cost efficient. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, we need to motivate people to be green. And uh, money is a good motivator. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> do you guys like money? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys when, like money. When, when I was their age, um, and I, I lived in upstate New York, uh, they passed a law that said that everyone, when you bought a can of soda or a bottle of soda, you had to pay a nickel. And if you brought that can or nickel back, I mean, uh, that can or bottle back, you'd get a nickel. Mm -hmm. So when I was their age, me and my friends used to go around with our, with our uh, wagon and we'd fill it up. I mean, we'd go around picking up what what uh, people would call trash. But uh, we we made a, a bunch of money. Well, what we thought was a lot of money. Back yeah, back. yeah. You know, but you know, we'd get a couple dollars and buy candy or baseball cards or or something like that. It was like free money. Right. And like you know, we we were being green, but we weren't being green to be green. We were being green to uh, get green. That's right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I think I think everybody likes that, but that's still doing green. But yeah, yeah. I think that's the best way to be green is when you're not even thinking about it. You're just doing it just to be doing it. That's right. That's right. And it you know you need to have money to spend. We need to purchase with cash. So the what a wonderful way to do it. 
as you're making money, you're helping the earth as well. Right. That's a win-win. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, there's enough, you know, there's uh, 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 plenty of things like that with the, you know, with giving uh, money back when you give the cans that with the Capri Suns. Oh, yeah. the schools and I have the, uh, the box tops. And um, that, you know, that helps with the, you know, I guess that kind of helps with, uh, you know, kind of like plastics and bits of, you know, um, what you call it again? I, um, I agree with you on that. <laughs> Card, cardboard. That's, that's the word I was looking for, cardboard. Oh, yeah, that cardboard. Yeah, recycling there at Imagine School at Town Center, their cardboard is really a great Definitely. way to recycle. Mm-hmm. Cool. Definitely. <laughs> and what motivates you to want to help the environment, Mr. Smith? Well, I, I've got uh, two good reasons uh, sitting at the other end of the table from me. <laughs> because, uh, nice. you know, everyone wants clean air and clean water and, and like I said, the, the earth to be clean and have uh, good food, uh, you know, that's healthy. And, um, you know, you don't understand now, but when you have children, uh, any, any parent you know, wants that for their children. That's true. Yeah, and uh, I feel I feel very lucky to have uh, have a part in this profession because uh, very few people can say you know what they do today will matter in a hundred years. But you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things I work on have uh, lifetimes, chemical uh, half lives. I've even worked with things that are radioactive that have half lives of wow. you know, hundreds or thousands of years. So, um, you know, I know the work I do today will, will benefit, you know, the, the generations to come. Right. And that's, that's what we're really doing this for is to help our generation for next to, uh, to come, mm-hmm. not to have a world of, you know, just destruction and total, you know, unfaithfulness because we're in smog and uh, we have to wear gas masks to just to walk around and get some food. Yeah. And food yeah. is scarce and water is scarce um. because we have pollution in it. And that's the reason why we, we want to do green now. But we're still kind of ahead to get that, to not have that to come. I agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, let me ask AJ and Mac, are your, do you know if your schools are recycling? Does, mm mm-hmm? Yes, because we have recycling. Every classroom has two recycling bins. Fantastic. Every, Every class has two recycling bins. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wonderful. Wow. And do you both go to the same school? Yes. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so that's a double team recycling. Yep, and that's at Old Kings. That's at Old Kings. Yep. Way to go, Old Kings. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and Mom, you were having uh, um, some uh, um, brain food because you, um, were, we, you love to have the point of saying that we are helping our next generation come to come. That's right, because, you know, we've started thinking seven generations deep. So what we're doing today is not just for the second or third generation. We're actually planning for our seventh generation. So we're putting it into plan. So I am happy right now. Definitely. For sure. If you are, if you like to have a guest spot on this show, email me by clicking the contact host button on the voiceamericakids.com. Also keep up with what's happening in Eco Junior's world. Log on to the iradioblog.com. On Facebook, Mario Ricky Jr. or tweet me at EcoJr98. Guys, it's definitely a great cause. Let's take a break. I'm Mario Jr. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. Surprise you. 
Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life, we'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep thinking green. You're tuned in to Alive and Green with Mario Jr. on Voice America Kids. Saving the planet one hour a week at a time. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program of Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And you are listening to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green show. And our topic today is Mr. Anthony Sinelli replenishing the earth one day at a time, guys. And my guests today are Mr. Anthony Sinelli. Hello. <laughs> And Mac. Hello. <laughs> and AJ. Hello. How are you guys doing today, man? Good, good. That's hey, great. You know, I should I should mention that Mac is eight years old and in third grade. And AJ is nine years old and in fourth grade. Okay. Okay. Right, just to give you guys some perspective. Yep. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you guys crack me up every day, man. You guys are just gonna be the bestest friends, man. <laughs> Mom? Oh, hi. Hi, everybody. We are having a blast here in the studio today on the Mario Jr. Live and Green Show. And it's all about the kids with Mr. Anthony <laughs> Sinelli. We are making a difference in saving our planet. Awesome. Well, before we jump back into the green, let me give you the riddle to the joke of the day. And you know at the end of the show, I'll give you the answer. All right, here cool. it is. The joke of the day is, I am lighter than a feather... <laughs> Yet no man can hold me for very long. Oh, cool. I'm going to start off with you, Mr. Anthony. I, I figured it out. Oh, me, me too. too. Me, yes. too. Yes. me too. Me too. Me too. All right. Matt, Matt said that he uh, figured it? it out. Can I yes, say it? Yes, you can say it. Is it dry ice? No. Cool. No. That's cool. close. That's, that's a nice That's a one. good uh, guess, actually. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, that's a hazardous material. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I like yeah. How about well, you, We AJ? don't want to hold it too long. You're right. I need some time to think about it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I thought about it, and, and uh, before the break, yes, it, it came to me. All right. All right, tell me if I'm right. <laughs> All right. Your breath. There you Yay! go. You got it. You got it. You are our second you, you guys so, um, were our second guys to actually guess the uh, guess. Yeah, and our first one was uh, Mishka Popoff with yes. the waves, with the ocean. Um, what waves back at you? The waves. That's right, right. And I like Mr. that. Anthony Snelli is our second um, top winner. I I, I I told you before we started. I figured out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spill the beans. You well, are. Are you gonna give me awesome. a little? Um, let me let me think about it. Okay. Because um, I, I was trying to think of one before I, before I got here and. Um, let's see. I don't know. I, I, I'll, <laughs> have to get, I'll have to get back to you. Oh, <laughs> well, see, that's when you're around some really smart people. They Their brains just go to thinking and working <laughs> when you're having those riddles. And so that was a great one. Your breath. You're right. You can't hold it long. Yeah. But one true. thing we can do for a long time, and that's go green. Mm. Okay. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome, guys. And that was a great guess, man. <laughs> <laughs> And um, to get this project started again, yeah. um, for our next question is, what are key tasks for environmental geologists? Um, some of the key tasks, uh, I think I, I mentioned some before, and that, that would be environmental assessment. Um, that, that is going to, to an area where you don't know if anything's been, been leaked, or maybe you do know that there's been a release of, of some material. 
and you, you go and you try to see how bad it is. What are the levels? Because okay. there are certain there, there's a certain amount of pollution that we can live with. Okay. Um, you know, we never tried to uh, bring the levels back to zero. I'll give you a good example: is uh, arsenic. Arsenic is uh, something that we have naturally here in in North Florida. And if you went out to a site and you tested the ground and you said, oh, there's arsenic. Now, arsenic is a, is a metal and it's poison, but it's also naturally occurring. If okay. you, and, it, and if you said, well, I don't want there to be any arsenic, you know, in, in the ground, you know, at, at, you know, this address, let's say, and you, te- you know, and um, you, you just, you know, it might be there naturally. How do you get rid of it? Right. You know, you'd have to dig it out. Bring in dirt from another part of the area. yeah another part of the area and then and then you know backfill right. so um, you know and that that's not cost effective no not at all you just to take some poisonous metal out that you don't really need anyway right right and you know there, there are certain parts uh, of the ocean where oil leaks out okay. you know I, you know I'm not saying that. You know, we shouldn't stop oil leaks. We definitely, you know, man-made oil leaks need to be stopped. But some of it is, you know, in some places that that's a natural phenomenon. We don't okay. we don't go, you know, send submarines down okay. to uh, try to stop natural. Uh, they call them seeps. You know, uh, okay. we, we you know we don't do that. That's that you know. So what we do is in an environmental assessment is do what's reasonable. Okay. Right. You know, get get it cleaned up to a level that's acceptable. Um, and uh, some of the other things we do, like I said, if someone wants to buy a piece of property, we'll make sure that when they go to buy the property that there's no environmental contamination. Um, that way uh, they don't get stuck with a piece of property. You know, some, somebody says, hey, you know, say this land really cheap, and then you, you find out later that there's drums of, you know, some toxic chemicals somebody buried there back in the 1960s. Okay. Um, you know, now that's your problem. So, you know, we, we go out and try to prevent problems, or if there's a problem, we try to fix them. Okay. And you were saying with the levels of, like, disaster or, you know, of, of, of what's happening, uh, what are those levels? And but before you get to that question, what, you are listening to the Voice of America Kids. I'm Mario Jr., and our talk today is Mr. Anthony Sinelli, replenishing the earth one day at a time. Um, the levels are all published. Uh, by the state of Florida, and there's also federal levels, but uh, one that pops into my mind is uh, benzene. Benzene is one part per billion. Um, And the reason I mention that, that's a pretty low level. Um, That just tells you that that it's a a pretty bad chemical, you know, something you don't want in your your drinking water, and um, and it's hard to get rid of, uh, you know, to get it down to one part per billion. So just think if you had a gallon of benzene, it could pollute potentially a billion gallons of water, okay, because wow. that's one part per billion, um, you know, you know, so we're, we we get some stuff down to really, really low levels. Okay. So, um, also, so when I do my job, you know, we have to be very clean and make sure that we don't uh, contaminate anything, our samples and stuff like that. So, it's a, a meticulous job sometimes. So um, it's like um, what your levels. It's more like of a like what the chemical is. It's not like uh, you, you know yellow, red, green, or whatever like that. No, no, no. The level the levels are actually a, a number that scientists have come up with. That that's what's safe. How much can a human being be exposed to? Okay. And still uh, have a certain level of safety. Okay, I see. So um, you know that that that's that that's what. Uh, we, we talk about exposure levels. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Snelly, I did my research and I found something very interesting. Engineering geologists and hydrogeologists constantly partnered with the professional geologists. Can you tell us why? Well, engineering geologists and hydrogeologists are just uh, different, um, different uh, specialties. Engineers uh, and engineer geologists, um, they, they do a lot of... Uh, number crunching if uh, we have to design a system to uh, for instance at a gas station you know people say well how do you get the gasoline out of the ground or out of the water Uh, very simply we blow 
air into the into the water and kind of bubble like if you took um, a, a, a straw and stuck it in a soda and you blew air into into the soda after a while that soda wouldn't wouldn't have bubbles in it anymore it wouldn't it wouldn't be carbonated right okay um, you know and, and that's something your, your listeners can try at home um, so think <laughs> of the yeah think of the carbon mm-hmm. dioxide as gasoline that that's kind of what we do to clean up a gas station is we'll will blow um, air into the water, and that makes the gasoline evaporate. It also helps the uh, natural bacteria that eat the gasoline. And, and in most places, that bacteria ex- already exists in the ground. Um, so that gives them air, and everything that, that, that uh, every living thing, as you know, needs air. And then the other thing we do is we suck the air back out. So okay. we're, we're blowing air into the ground, and it, it um, evaporates the gasoline, and then we take that air and we put it through carbon vessels, uh, activated carbon, and uh, clean the air up. So, um, and, and then release it back to the atmosphere. Okay. So, and it's so pretty neat. When, okay, thank you. <laughs> Definitely. And when you're doing that, um, when, you're have, when you have the like, gas and stuff and you blow it out, when you do that, after you suck, after you blow it, like blow it out, do you like suck the gas out or something when you say that? No, the uh, the air goes into the ground, and at the same time, all right, let's say we inject air into the ground at 30 feet below the surface, at maybe five feet below the surface, we have other pipes and, and, and wells that suck the air out. So, okay. so we're blowing air in and sucking it out at the oh, same okay, time. Okay, I see so it, so okay. it makes a circuit. And that, mm-hmm. that air that comes out, if you were to smell it, it smells like gasoline. Okay. You, you don't want to put that into the atmosphere. Definitely. So we run it through a carbon filter that filters out the gasoline uh, that, that's dissolved. And we release basically good air um, back, back into the environment. And to do that, you have to know which way the groundwater is flowing. You have to know something about the um, the size of the pipes and and you know how much how much you can flow, how much air you can flow through, and everything. And that's where the engineers and the hydrogeologists come in. Okay. And and they help with with all that. So you so definitely you guys are like a team effort. Yeah, definitely okay. a team effort. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, and if you would like to share. Uh, our green story as a guest, email me by clicking the contact post button on voiceamericakids.com. Also, keep up with what's happening in my world. Log on to iradioblog.com or Facebook, Mario Richie Jr. or tweet me at EcoJr98, guys. Okay, let's take a break. I'm Mario Jr. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jacob Lattimore, with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.steptoptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep thinking green. You're tuned in to Alive and Green with Mario Jr. on Voice America Kids. Saving the planet one hour a week at a time. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. and and you are listening to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green show. And our topic today is Mr. Anthony Snelly, Replenishing the Earth One Day at a Time, guys. Woohoo! I like that. We have our special guest with here, uh, Mr. Anthony Snelly. Hello. And we have our, his two sons here, Max and uh, Mac and AJ. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I have Mom with here uh, with me. Oh, hi guys! It's great to be back in the studio. I'm loving it. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about professional geologists. Definitely, you're going to have so much fun, and I can't wait. So here we go. If the underground storage tanks at the gas stations leak or if local dry cleaners spill the solvents used to clean clothes, why would this make a difference if it moves to the soil to the groundwater, allowing toxic vapor to enter the basements and buildings? Well, uh, fortunately in Florida, we don't have that problem too often because people here don't have basements. Our groundwater is pretty close to the surface. Uh, Here in Palm Coast, if you dig down uh, four to six feet, you're probably um, running the water. So there's not a lot of what they call beta zone. There's not a lot of um, area where there's air to... uh, to actually be polluted. But yeah, when, when someone spills a solvent or gasoline in the ground, those vapors uh, fill up the uh, pore space between the, between, between the uh, grains of sand or the, the soil, and that can leak into someone's house. And, and again, you know, that's air pollution. But uh, fortunately here, where we live, a lot of the homes are built what they call slab on grade. So, so you have a big slab of concrete, and then they build your house on top of it, okay. and that kind of insulates you from whatever's in the ground. Okay. Um, but in other parts of the country, yeah, they call that uh, vapor intrusion, and that that can be a big problem. So, um, do like with the cement because I've seen that with our house also um, when we first had the house built. Um, like uh, let's say in like. Montana, do they do that or no? Like that's just only for Florida, like for like South states. Uh, no, in uh, in other places, even I think some places in Florida where the where the groundwater is deeper, uh, they have they have cellars, and uh, for people in uh, that that like my kids uh, that that grew up <laughs> in Florida or or my wife, um, the the homes in, in the north and uh, out to the west. They have a room underneath the house, and, right. and they call that the cellar. And you can go, you can go down underneath your house, and that that's an area that's uh, usually made out of brick, and brick is kind of porous. And if there's any vapors in the ground, they'll tend to uh, tend to come in into that space. Okay. All right, especially when the weather changes. Right. Yeah. And would that be like? Only moisture changes, or would that be only like you know, like um, flooding? Or like no, actually, like when the wind blows and <laughs> stuff like that, and uh, when the air conditioning or the heater is running, mm-hmm. um, there, there's changes in pressure inside the house to the outside of the house. Um, I, you know, in Florida, when it's windy, if someone comes in the back door while you're coming in the front door, and it's a windy day, it can pull the door right yeah, out of your hand. Right, exactly. Right, mm-hmm. so. Um, <laughs> the uh, or if you had the windows open 
Um, you know, and it's really windy when you, you uh, go to shut the door, it might slam behind you, and right. you, know, you didn't intend for it to slam. <laughs> and, and it's the same thing. You know, that uh, changes the pressure inside your house. So if there's negative pressure in your house, it'll pull the vapors up. It'll pull the vapors through and in your home. And the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, um, you know, you know they, they have a whole section uh, just concerned with, with indoor air pollution. Wow. And, and it really is a problem. I, I uh, give my wife a hard time about burning candles and using the scented oil things in, in the house, those you know, things that, that, that people put in their house. Uh, to make them smell nice. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're, we got one in the studio here. We sure do. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's a volatile, vol, mm-hmm. volatile organic compound. Yeah. Um, you know, if, uh, it, you know, that's like um, sniffing a, a marker or something like that all day. Okay. Yeah, you know, those it, bad VOCs. Yeah, VOCs. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, you know we're, we're working hard to try to, you know, keep that stuff out of the air and, you know, people are buying them and putting them in their house. That's true. That That's one area that I'm learning how to substitute or use something different because I'm, I'm a scent lady. You know, girls like glitter and smelling fresh or something, you know, perfume. So that's one area I'm working on. I, I want to find something that I can have in the house that smells great, use, and, you know, just so I'm working on that. <laughs> now with that, um, I know that's definitely a big cause for you know allergies. Definitely with yeah. like you know with you know season times when your allergies are kicking up and stuff. Now would that also go with like cologne and perfume? Oh yeah, to a point. And uh, some people are sensitized to uh, colognes and perfumes. Uh, one of the women that I work with um, is very sensitive to it. Okay. Um, you know, so everyone at the office knows not to wear anything that that's uh, too strong. Too strong. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So it's kind of kind of along the same lines. Okay. And you are listening to VoiceAmericaKids.com. I'm Mario Jr. from the Mario Jr. Alive and Green Show, and our topic today is Mr. Anthony Sinelli, replenishing the Earth one day at a time. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, and we were talking about the um, colognes and perfumes and how it's kind of, you know, kind of damaging and, you know, having allergies and polluting the air inside of our homes. Mm-hmm. And definitely, um, Mr. Sinelli, the earthquakes and tsunamis in Japan caused major environmental problems, main focus on the nuclear plants. What was the first step in that cleanup, per se? And do you feel that people there and the people here in the States are being affected? Well, um, just to show you that that you know it is a global a global issue. I know that after uh, the release of material from Fukushima, there there were not dangerous but detectable amounts of radiation in rain uh, all the way across the country from California to the Carolinas. So um, you know, pollution doesn't doesn't respect boundaries. For one, that's true. Um, and your question is, what was the first step in that cleanup? Well, the first step was getting the uh, get it, getting those reactors cooled. Okay. Um, there's something uh, called the the China syndrome, and there was a, a movie of that name. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when 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 I was a kid, people used to say, you know, if you dig a hole, you go all the way to China. Right. You know, China was on the other side of the earth. You you know. <laughs> Um, and and that that's what the China syndrome was was about was if you had a um, nuclear core that got out of control and it got so hot it would melt through its containment, melt through the uh, concrete slab underneath the reactor, melt down into the earth until it reached the uh, groundwater, and then wow. when it when it hit the groundwater, um, so it wouldn't really burn all the way to China. But when it hit the groundwater, it would uh, vaporize it, and it would okay. send off a, a lot of steam. Oh, and, okay. I see yeah, where that it, problem is. Okay. Right, and the nuclear reaction would just keep on going and going and uh, just releasing a huge uh, plume of radioactive steam. Wow. And at that point, there's really nothing you can do. It's out. You know, you, you let the uh, the horse out of the out of the barn, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't put it back. Right. So that, that, that's why it was so important to uh, get those reactors cooled down and uh, shut down 
uh, before before it breached the containment, and it, it still breached the containment. So they're going to be dealing with that for years to come. Wow, that's kind of tragic. <laughs> but um, we're definitely going to be fixing that soon, very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think nuclear power done correctly is safe. Uh, they they had uh, safety issues there that they knew about, and uh, they chose not to correct them. No, no one thought that there would be a um, earthquake with a tsunami that large, and every, uh, you've heard the term "perfect storm." Yes, you know, they, no one thought all all of that would happen at at one time. But uh, the American plants that were of a similar design um, had, had been modified years ago to um, to take care of some of the problems, okay. and, and those plants were not. Um, wow. So, I think I think that uh, you know it's the responsibility of the the power company um, to use the the latest and, and best technology, and when, when they when something better comes along, they need to um, they they need to update their plants and keep them safe. They they owe it not not just to the residents but to the rest of the world. Okay, definitely. Now, if a com- if a community properly sited and designed a landfill but used a old gravel pit as its garbage dump many years ago and now the garbage is polluting the groundwater threatening the community drinking water supply how could that how could you reverse that well if it was properly sited um that that would probably be some standards that that were done years ago because we know better now than to use a gravel pit uh gravel pit um, you know, you know that's just going to let uh, water. And when I say water, uh, I mean precipitation. Um, precipitation falls, and it's almost like a coffee maker. The precipitation, the rain and snow fall on the garbage, right? And then it, it percolates down, okay, and it picks up all the bad stuff from the garbage, and then it goes into the groundwater. Okay. So what we do nowadays is we pick, um, we pick. Uh, sites that that are naturally clay. If they're not naturally clay, they'll, they'll uh, put a, a clay liner in. They'll put in plastic liners, um, you know, and, and uh, really do really do a much better job than than they have in uh, years past. But um, it, if if it's too late, if it's already happened, uh, I worked a site where we put uh, uh, wells, water okay. wells around around the outside. And basically uh, depress the water table so okay. that everything flows in towards the uh, towards the landfill, and uh, you know that costs energy and that water has to be treated. Mm-hmm. But it keeps the problem from getting any bigger. And then to stop the rain, um, basically cover it cover it with clay and, and or plastic to keep any more water from coming down into the uh, top of the landfill. Definitely. Yeah. So let's take a break. I'm Mario Jr. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Guide. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? 
Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Keep thinking green. You're tuned in to Alive and Green with Mario Jr. on Voice America Kids. Saving the planet one hour a week at a time. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Jr. And you are listening to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green show. And our topic today is Mr. Anthony Snell replenishing the earth one day at a time. Oh, yes. We've been having so much fun. We have our two, our three guests today. Oh, yeah. Special guests today. Special. We have Mr. Anthony Sinelli. Hello. And we have Matt, Mac and AJ. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and, how, and how are you guys feeling today? Good. Good. <laughs> you, are you guys feeling green? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And we're going to be going right back to where we were. We were talking about the landfills and how they were polluting our groundwater. Well, one of the, well, we uh, talked about um, one of the things that they can do is put wells in to kind of intercept uh, the pollution so it doesn't leave the site. But another, another interesting thing is uh, you can put a wall underground. They have a big machine and it has a, an attachment on it that looks like a chainsaw, except it might be 20 or 40 feet long. And they, wow. they, they plunge this thing into the ground and it digs a pit. And right behind it, they, they'll put clay in. So they'll, they'll put in a big clay wall okay. underground. And um, it basically it makes a wall so that groundwater has to go around whatever you put the wall around. Wow, okay. Yeah, so it kind of isolates it. And uh, we, we've done that on sites before. And, and it's a pretty good technology. And it, it's um, more energy efficient and co- okay. cost effective in the long run. Than, uh, than pumping water around. So, okay, yeah, so the water can't go through the, can't go right, through the, can't uh, go the clay. Can't go through the clay. Okay. Uh, please tell our listeners about the migration and land gas, landfill gas that is generated in the solid waste landfills as it decomposes. How can you help uh, reassure that um, unsafe or explosive levels of methane don't migrate off the landfill pro- properly into nearby homes? Well, the um, landfill gas is is uh, used to be used to be considered a, a major problem. Uh, now it's considered a major asset because they have systems that the that they put into the landfills that actually uh, tap that methane gas and suck it out, and they use it for fuel. Okay. Now, if you have enough of it. 
you can uh, liquefy it and use it to run vehicles. I know one county in Florida is using uh, liquefied uh, methane gas from their landfill to run the vehicles that work at the landfill. Um, I know of some that they use the uh, methane to run generators and they generate electricity that they can sell. Some of them, uh, another one I can think of in Florida uses uh, methane to heat up asphalt for the, for the county for when they pave roads. Um, and methane, methane's a, a pretty strong um, greenhouse gas. Okay. So it's better to collect the methane and burn it than it is to uh, let it escape into the atmosphere. Okay. So sometimes when you drive by a, a landfill or um, even a, a sewage treatment plant, a municipal sewage, sewage treatment plant, you might see a flare, this big flame, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing. They're, they're flaring off the methane because uh, it, it's better to burn it than to, um, than to let it go into the atmosphere as far so, as uh, greenhouse gases are concerned. So when you're uh, burning it, is that like a clean burn or does it still give off smoke? Uh, it doesn't give off any smoke, really. Uh, it's a clean burn. And uh, most of the byproducts are carbon dioxide and water vapor. Okay, that's good then. Mm-hmm. Mom? That is really cool. You know, I tell you, I'm learning something new every show that you have, and I'm <laughs> sure our listeners out there are becoming eco-stewards as we go along. Definitely. Let's see, how about Anthony Jr., are you a eco-steward? Yes. Yes, you are. Fantastic. And what about Mac? Are you an eco-steward? Yes, I am. Fantastic. We'll have to have these gentlemen back on the show telling us more about what they're doing in their schools. Definitely, yeah. These guys are definitely one to keep. All right. (laughs) And uh, Mr. Sinelli, what about the old military and chemical facilities such as the Love Canal, which is is a 16-acre landfill in the southeast city of Niagara Falls, New New York, about three north, north of Niagara Falls River? Which was a, a uh, excavated, or what's it called again? Now? I'm sorry, um, excavated uh, to provide hydroelectric power. Instead of it was used to dispose of over twenty thousand, uh, twenty thousand, twenty-one thousand tons of various chemical waste. What was the lost cause? Well, um, when you have a situation like Love Canal, the um uh, I, I call I call this the the smoking drum days. Okay. Um, yeah, you know I I, I kind of got into this uh, I kind of got into this too late. I've I've been doing this about uh, eight or nine years, but the the guys that are a little bit um, I don't want to say older than me, uh, more experienced than me, um, got into the game uh, back in the seventies uh, when when a lot of these things were were going on. And uh, they would literally find dump sites where the drums of the chemicals were so um, reactive that that they were smoking. They were hot. They they would explode. Um, Sometimes um, uh, you've heard of, uh, I can't remember the name of the river, but actually it was a fairly common occurrence for rivers to catch fire. There was so so much oil on top of them. Okay. Um, One of them they called the, the mistake by the lake. Uh, th- th- this is a this is a, another you know very famous example of canal because homes were built on top of it. They okay. l- like you said they had excavated the, this canal and then they decided not to use it. Uh, they needed someone else needed to get rid of a bunch of chemicals, so they they put all these drums in there. They used to call it midnight dumping. They put all these drums in there and then they they covered it up uh, with soil. Next thing you know, a, a developer comes along and puts homes in there, and these drums are leaking toxic chemicals. Okay. And the people who live there started getting uh, diseases like cancer. Mm-hmm. Wow. And other illnesses uh, because of their exposure to these chemicals. So, um, okay. you, know, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, we like to talk about recycling and, and things like that, but, uh, you know, this is, this, this is something like the um, nuclear reactors or... Uh, um, you know some of the some of the other uh, big things that you hear about in the news that that really affect people's health directly. You know, okay. you know these types of exposure. Awesome! And you're listening to the Voice America Kids. I'm Mario Junior, and our topic today is Mr. Anthony Snelly, cleansing the earth one day at a time. Oh yeah. 
and we were talking about the toxins in the lake. Oh, now, wow. with those people that you know live there, were they did they know about that, or was that like a new thing popular like out? You know. Well, um, I, I've worked a bunch of sites where uh, there were paint shops and things like that, and the the uh, more more experienced people that that were there. Um, uh, you know, they, they told me, well, you know, back in, let's say, 1960-whatever, uh, the, the label on the product said, you know, take the excess product and throw it on the ground so it'll evaporate. Okay. Uh, people really didn't under, understand that this stuff was um, uh, going to contaminate the groundwater. You know, that, that, that was the, the standard operating practice. Like, when I was a kid, uh, we had, um, you know, lap belts. We, we didn't, you know, shoulder shoulder harness seatbelts were, were something new. Okay, that's and a lot, true. And a lot of people didn't didn't um, didn't use them. And, and when um, you know my, my parents were were kids, um, nobody had seatbelts. Cars didn't have them. So you know, as we've gone on in time, uh, using a car as an example, the the safety keeps getting better and better. Okay. Uh, it's the same thing with the environment. Um, you know, to a point, yeah, you know, people might have known things weren't good and they chose to look the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot like you mentioned the military sites, uh, we were involved with the Cold War. Um, okay. You know, people really felt that there was, um, uh, the, that this country w- was in danger. So um, they were trying trying to uh, take care of the military threat and, you know, they didn't really care what they did to the environment. Um, you, you know, they had to, uh, you know, beat the communists, you know, whatever way they could. Um, now we're, you know, now we're going back and uh, cleaning up, and, it, and it's expensive. Um, but now we know better, you know. So I think it's a a, a case of um, a lot of times people didn't know any better, or um, they, they didn't care. You know, okay. if they did, they they didn't care because. It, there was something else that, that you know was more important at the time, but I think now um, things are a lot better. Um, do um, now we have one more quick little question um, for all our future environmentalists out there want to have a cool science fair project? Please give us a few ideas. Oh boy, <laughs> um, I tell you what, I'm not going to give you any specific ideas, but. Okay. Having judged science fairs, and uh, before I got got into this line of work, I taught high school science for four years. Oh, and cool. before that, I, I worked in a children's science museum, and before that, I worked in a, a natural history museum. Um, so I've seen awesome. a lot of I've seen a lot of science fair projects. <laughs> uh, the emo- the most important thing is make sure you use the scientific method, and and that means that you're going to have your experiment, but have a control. Okay. So. If you're going to do something like um, you want to see, uh, I'm trying to think, what detergent works best. Okay. Okay, because detergents back in the 70s had phosphates in them. Oh, um, yeah. And fo- phosphates are bad for the environment. Well, they came out with new detergents. And if you wanted to see, okay, what cleans better, a um, detergent with phosphate or detergent that's green, and you were comparing the two, mm-hmm. you want to have a control, uh, maybe just plain old water. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so instead control. of just, yeah, instead yeah. of just going, you know, with, um, you know, soap A, soap B, um, you know, let's see what would happen if we didn't use any soap at all. Okay, I see. Okay, so, okay. so you have that, that control. And I, I think um, every, everyone gets so tied up with doing the experiment that they, they forget about the control. And, and if um, anyone, I don't want to endorse any particular program, but if you watch uh, MythBusters, um, oh, cool. yeah, most yeah. science teachers love MythBusters because yeah. they do a control, okay, right? And it might not be exciting, but but you got to have it. You got to know, you know, you know what happens if I don't do anything. Basically, and that's where your control is. So. Well, uh, thank you for those uh, tips. That's Definitely, it's almost time to go, and. Uh, today we've been talking about Mr. Anthony Sinelli replenishing Earth one day at a time. It's really been awesome. Yeah. With you guys, with Mr. Anthony Sinelli. Hello. And with Mac and AJ. Hello. Hi. <laughs> you guys have been a blast, and I can't wait to guys uh, to have you guys back on the show. 
And then in our original joke of the day was, I am lighter than a feather, yet no man can hold me for very long. What am I? Ah. And the answer was breath. And Mr. Anthony Smelly got that question uh, right in the second um, segment. That's right. I learned the joke. No, it was <laughs> no, perfect. Perfect. Because I hear that we have a joke from Mr. Anthony Smelly. Uh, okay. And um, the joke is, why did the professional geologist cross the road? Ah. To, to get the polluted chicken. Oh, uh, there we go. To get to the polluted chicken. Oh, let's see. Say that once again. To get to the polluted chicken. Fantastic. Yeah. Save oh. the world. Yeah. Oh, wow. Save the world. Save the world. Yeah, there we are. And guess what, guys? You yeah. have that awesome great green tip, and we have it from three guys. Yeah. Me, Mac, Mac and AJ. Okay. So, Mac, can you go first for me, please? Ride your bike if it's close distance. Definitely. That's a to great thing Definitely. Don't take a shower too long. Awesome. Definitely. You want to you uh, have your water preserved. That's right. right. It's cold that. water. Yes, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Oh, my goodness. Also That's use cold water. Also use more cold water. That is great. And with my great green tip, we yeah. have uh, hundreds and thousands of plastic, but we have a simple solution to cut down those numbers tenfold, guys. Okay. And that wonderful solution is purifiers. They're kind of like mini faucets. You click them on to the faucets, and they go through your waterway. So when the water comes out, it's just like drinking right out of the water bottles, and even better. There's a test that if you drink the purifier water, that you will that from your home you'll taste the difference. Mm. It's a clean, more crisp taste, and it's very cost efficient. So everybody can use them. Cool. Uh, they come in. They uh, they can come in water bottles. So and in PE, so kids can use them in PE. Cool. Parents love them, and all of the water bottles have low VOC, so no allergies. Awesome. <laughs> so start your New Year resolution with a great way and save your, uh, use these purifiers. My family uses them, and we haven't stopped since, guys. We use them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome, and we have been having such a wonderful time. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to the Mario Jr. Alive and Green Show. I am Mario Rishi Jr., Asking, what are you doing to go green on VoiceAmericaKids.com? See you. Thanks for tuning into the show. Mario Jr. will be here again next week with another edition of Alive and Green. We hope you'll join us again too, right here on the Voice America Kids channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.